0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Drama Llama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name is Manchi. I'm Bartika.
1: And I'm Sianja.
0: And today, we're going to look beyond Dada. All right, thank you, Manchi.
2: Um, so what Dada was, or it's Dadaism, but it, you can also call it Dada. So what it was, what, it's an art movement that arose after the Great War, or World War One, And essentially, it was a commentary on the war and all the chaos that came before, during, and after it. And while we do call it an art style or an art movement, it wasn't really that. It was more of a protest. So what happened was World War One ended. Um, there was more violence happening in the world. And then also the increased access to news, um, all of those things combined led European artists to think that we didn't deserve art anymore. Uh, and essentially it was kind of a this is why we can't have nice things type of thing <laughs> <laughs> and then also well, what it was since it was an anti-art protest um the greatest paradox of all might be that we're discussing the different art pieces of the dada movement or protest in this day and age so- do you remember
1: we kind of briefly covered this in high school because it always seemed to me like it was just kind of like the weird phase of art that start like then and kind of like led for like modern art to be what it is?
2: Yeah, so it actually was, it's actually one of the most influential movements for modern art um, and it foreshadowed a lot of the new, not new, I guess they're not really new, but the later art movements like abstract art, performance art, pop art, installation. Um, and it's actually featured in a lot of the modern artists works so, like, Andy Warhol, Jasper Johns, um, Robert Rauschenberg, <clears throat> You can see Dada featured in a lot of their artworks.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you say it was, like, a very short-lived m- movement?
2: Yeah. So, it was – you'd think that art movements are usually very long, but if you look at Dada, um, it was actually really short. So, like I said, it rose after the Great War – I keep saying Great War, but it's also known as World War One. So – I will probably use those interchangeably. Okay, history
1: buff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) It arose after that, but it ended up just kind of dying off in the late or in the mid twenties, and there's a variety of reasons for that. Um,
0: So, the juicy gossip, Tico.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Wait wait wait. Hold on hold on. Before that, so like there aren't any like more dada's like there's not because i feel like now and i'm maybe it was just me because i made this joke all the time if i ever (laughs) saw something like especially like a video uh art piece where it was kind of weird and abstract i'd be like ah yes dadaism (laughs) so are there like no dada dada artist anymore like self-proclaimed or like a revival of the movement like at all like once it died off it died off it just left it's like legacy
2: um i think so sorry um, if i'm like making you jump ahead no, no no it's okay it's okay um i don't know if there are actually any like self-proclaimed dada artists um i think manchi might have seen something though manchi
0: yeah i was also doing some research on dadaism and <laughs> I noticed that in 2002 there was like a brief revival, one of, uh, there was an artist who proclaimed himself to be a Dada artist, but I think that was the only time, and I think maybe intermittently there were other artists who claimed themselves to be Dada, but um, for the most part the movement I think died uh, in the early 1920s, as yeah. Roger was saying. It makes yeah. sense that the early 2000s was
1: when they tried to bring it back, considering <laughs> the fashion traces <choices> then. <laughs> I could yep. see it. Okay, Accord. early 2000s. Oh, I wish I was an adult in that time. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, you were saying fashion. I was thinking more along the lines of Y2K.
1: because oh, yeah. Or okay.
2: That was more at the end of the, ni- or not the 19th century, the 20th century. So end of the 1900s. It sounds so weird saying that. But uh, whenever the new millennium was about to start, everyone was kind of freaking out. Like, oh, no, the world was- is going to end and stuff. And so yeah. that's what Y2K was. So maybe that's what caused like this guy to yeah, the revival. Uh I like my theory about the fashion choices better.
0: <laughs> I also but... I just wanted to like since we were talking about like other times that data like reflects itself kind of in um, cuz what it's like the randomness of data and like the anti-war aspect of it really reminds me of some of the books we read in high school like uh, Kurt Vonnegut's slaughterhouse 5 and Joseph Heller's Catch-22, um, even though those happened after World War II, right, but it was still kind of the same concept, like the bugs were really random or written out of time, so that you, it feels like it is a criticism on war and the impacts and how it makes you feel like you're out of sorts or you're, like, living through time differently where there's like question about free will and why is this happening to me right which is all leading back to like the randomness of life so yeah i think you can see like even if Dada itself is a as a movement isn't prevalent but i think the same questions Dada is asking about war and about life and like how war impacts life i think that you see that like in a lot of human periods but it just takes its shape in various different forms
2: yeah and the thing what's interesting though is like with world war Two it wasn't as prevalent as it was after World War One, Since the Germans destroyed a lot of important art and like literature and just cu- cultural, um, things of cultural significance um, at that time. And so what World War Two brought about was kind of a revival of an interest in these type of things. There was an increase in literature, as Manchu mentioned, There, all those books that were written like Slaughterhouse-Five, Catch-22. Um, I guess a lot of the books he would read in high school <laughs> <laughs> all of those kind of came about after um World War Two. Um, I feel like you don't see what? as many written being written after World War One. Or like at least the ones that we read, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it just uh those same like things that happened because of war, I think they just like somehow they manifest themselves, but just in different like maybe mediums or different ways um but I think it's so interesting that humans as we've talked about this in high school the cyclical cycle where humans kind of like <laughs> seem to repeat themselves and it, I mean that's like the human experience right war is like a massive uh massive impactful moment in anybody's life and it causes humans to like start thinking about like Why is this happening to me? Is life so random that this is occurring? I mean, it's kind of like the pandemic as well. It's like, oh, who knew that in my lifetime this huge, massive wrench would be in my life, where it like stops my daily function and I live completely different. Not that our the pandemic can be on any level as war and death uh, and violence, but you know, it's kind of similar to that, where Mm you where life is completely thrown out of sorts and you start questioning, like, why is life? Or what is life? And yeah, well, how do the forces of the universe even work? That, well, since you mentioned about how
1: like the cyclical thing of the human experience, especially like during times of war, mm-hmm. do you think countries where like there's war going on now are going through their own data phase? That's a really good question. Specifically like my, my well, I feel like the, the biggest war in like our generation was like Afghanistan and Everything going on in the Middle East right now, yeah. So I'm like wondering, are they going through like their own data phase then?
0: Yeah, I think it's so. I think it might be a little bit different because I actually think, um, I think the difference between the Great War and World War Two, in my opinion, Tika, you can feel free feel free to jump in whenever you want. But because um, yeah. we see we have seen protest art from nations currently in war now, right? Typically the nations that are in civil war and it's usually because they're fighting for democracy or they want more freedom in their country. Like we've (laughs) seen the pictures I think of Saudi Arabian women who are protesting like the laws I would put against them. Um, So I think there's a difference between like the happenance of war, like for those countries I think a lot of it is pushing for democracy and civil rights. So there's less focus um, maybe on like, why is this happening? Whereas with the Great War and World War II, it didn't really seem like there was, I think for the common people, there was like no reason for war besides somebody got power hungry or people wanted more power um, because there was nobody like went to war because they were trying to fight for, I mean, I don't wanna say they weren't like, the, well, obviously the Nazis were fighting for an ideal, but like, you know, for the most part, I think the masses were not fighting for an ideal. Right, they were just like, "Oh, the- we are somehow thrown into war," and then so then they get it's like questioning about like why is life.
2: Happening? Do you think this some way? type of revival of any sort will come up after the, the pandemic. pandemic is over? Over. We should start it. <laughs> yeah, we should start it. <laughs> <laughs> the new data.
0: We
1: <laughs> should name it something else.
0: But I mm-hmm. also am a little bit critical of the Dada movement as a protest um, because the way I see it is like they are protesting like war. They're like saying, hey, you guys can't have nice things because you can't play nice basically, right? Like you have to face the reality, cruel reality of world, right? But they're like also not fighting in the war. Like they're in Switzerland working on their own artwork saying how like you guys are terrible people but they're like not in the war. They're living peacefully. So I'm like the protest in itself Like, protest is important, but I think it's a... I'm critical of it because I think it...
1: Would you say it is performative activism?
0: Yeah, that's how I kind of feel about it, yeah. I mean, I I wasn't there, so I can't tell you. Like, maybe I would have different thoughts if I was actually there, but...
1: All right, we'll embed a time machine and go there (laughs) and come back and tell us.
0: I mean,
2: that's what it kind of seems like because um, we're a lot of, like, the data performances um as they were called happened um because not all of what happened with Dada was just art pieces like the um the fountain <clears throat> which you might have you probably have seen somewhere um it's the porcelain urinal that Marcel Duchamp purchased and just kind of slapped a name on it and was like oh this is art or this is Dada well um,
1: if I, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong and I'm pretty sure or actual historians in the comments will. But um, didn't that piece specifically kind of, well, if I remember correctly from like art history class is that that piece specifically, modern art can find its roots in that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, okay, my my thoughts of it is, I admire Dada as like a breakthrough in art and being like, hey, like art, doesn't have to be about the pretty like you can make it from ready-made object and it can tell a story about like modern life right like I really admire those aspects of Dadaism but I think the protest aspect of it is something that I am a little bit more critical of because I think it I, I personally call into question like how much impact it actually made in terms of like protesting war or like changing people's mindset about how they live but i think as an art movement they are incredibly influential and we should you know like regard them as such um but i'm just like more critical of their of their protest aspect i think and yeah go ahead
2: (laughs) oh i was gonna say and going back to what was saying about the performance activism um what they did in switzerland like manchu was talking about there was a it was like a club slash bar type of thing called the cabaret voltaire and so what people did there was just they all did their own thing like there'd be someone playing the piano in one corner someone like singing in one corner um, uh, someone like someone just randomly painting or like putting on some kind of like I don't know nude performance or like something there was just so many different things going on that sounds like a headache (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was <laughs> described as a total pandemonium, and like it was gaudy, mo- motley, and like overcrowded. So I'm just like, like what Mianchi was saying. She's critical of the protest protest aspect of it. They're all crowded in this one place, which in today's day and age it would be uh, health.
1: Wow, crowds. <laughs>
2: Yeah, crowds. <laughs> I can't imagine. But yeah,
1: like when you said overcrowded, like I haven't heard that word in a while.
0: <laughs> like yeah. five people is overcrowded now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, all those people just packed into one area, how much impact are they making on like the war? Like they're protesting how we don't deserve art.
1: Okay. But they're well. just doing
2: it in like their own little club, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Like, well, let's party. <laughs> Since I derailed the conversation, let's get back to, to the start. <laughs> Sorry, I, I really, I really made you jump.
2: No, no, no. It's far okay. ahead
1: in your, in your presentation. It's okay. okay.
2: We kind of pulled it back together because Manchi also likened it to a pandemic, um, which is something that um, I read it also <clears> in my <throat> research that the way it spread was kind of like a pandemic because there were outbreaks just in random places. So it happened in Berlin. Um,
1: Oh, it's like that monolith advertisement that I keep seeing on Twitter.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The random monolith that's like appearing in California. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, there were outbreaks (laughs) everywhere around the world. So it was in like Berlin, Paris, um, New York, and even Tokyo, which... I don't know. In the late 1900 or sorry, not late 1900s, early 1920s, I don't know, like, even though they said news was spreading faster, I didn't think, like, in terms of art movements, it would spread as fast. Because typically, I feel like they stayed gen- in that day and age, they stayed generally like in the Western world, limited to-, to Europe and the US. So I don't know, it was interesting that they mentioned Tokyo. But they didn't, I don't know, I feel like they didn't talk about, in my, at least what, from what I read, I didn't see much about to- or Japanese artists doing Dada specifically. But
1: I feel like, well, this was a different movement, but I guess like a pretty close thing to it, if it's like Japanese artists, uh, would be in the time Yoko Ono was active there. Yeah. See, that's that's uh, what the Beatles fans claim was the thing that was the woman that broke up the band. She was a uh, John Lennon's second wife.
0: Yeah. But she oh, was, yeah, yeah. But that and would she, be, like... Yeah, yeah.
1: He said that, like, from this documentary I watched, that he was in Japan. I don't remember why. But he went to this art exhibit, which is where he, like, became aware of her. And he, she had this, like, art piece where it was, like, a stairs. And you were supposed to climb up. And you climbed up and it was like, you got to see like the top of the ceiling and all it said was yes. And he said that like the reason it like stood out to him was that because every other art piece was pretty negative and you know, also a commentary on war but hers was only like positive in a way. So I think uh, maybe it was modern art movement but like we keep saying it traces back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I feel like maybe,
0: maybe saying- like
1: their movement in that time was more kin. Hmm. what's going on right now
0: I thought you were going to go down the route of conspiracy theory time did (laughs) Dada break up the Beatles
1: oh I thought you were going to say Yoko Ono's a time traveler
0: (laughs) or that (laughs) or both cue cue the conspiracy music (laughs) the x-files
2: yeah I was gonna say play that clip the clip that I would the clip that I'm talking about is oh. this YouTube video that we found? Um, it was. It's called the ABCs of Data, and when you look it up, um, just putting it into the search engine, you'll find a three-part documentary just on YouTube. But then also, you'll also find a 41-minute. You think it's a compilation of the three videos, but it's not. What it is essentially is, it just goes.
0: Yeah, it's just da 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 over and over again, and that is so dada you know it's <laughs> y'all really found that
1: hilarious oh I mean, yeah me and i so laughed dada. at
2: it for like a solid five minutes but also i think the funny thing is is that i opened it thinking it would be a compilation of the three videos yeah um, and i was hoping to get like more clear information but it was but just dada, like dada, dada.
1: the data is rickroll
0: i think mean, that's like the modern equivalent of dadaism right just like something random that pops up in your life like i also felt like you could coin dada into like oh this is just so dada you know in your life like i just want to drop that in when there's something super random happening like the
1: words you are saying are gonna make the art historians come for us i think so too. this is our third episode you know what (laughs) let's let's hand the mic back to bartika please enrich us
2: Fair Before enough. we go more into conspiracy theories, and that's so Dada. <laughs> Please stop. I can feel their
1: anger. <laughs> our, like, two fans are our friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're going to come after us with pitchforks.
1: No, I swear, if, if this podcast, because something, uh, you know what, reasonably big to be proud of. I feel like a legitimate artist going to be like what are y'all saying
0: no no no. i think we're gonna change culture and people are just gonna start saying that's so dada just manchi casually. please you <laughs> <laughs> should be a count you know those uh,
2: don't enable like her off every time she says it <laughs> 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 how many times she sense. said it in this episode? i
1: i don't know they'll literally have a whole twitter thread on us and be like you should cancel these girls they don't know what they're <laughs> talking about oh no but you know what uh counter argument to them is that uh we say it in our description we are wannabe art historians so i mean yeah. if you didn't read the fine print i don't know what to tell you <laughs> so artika yes back to knowledge <laughs>
2: no 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 it's okay um we are here to discuss any like conspiracy theories drama um, don't, enable it th- huh? don't enable Manji don't enable Manji. That's so, ma'am. Please. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. So earlier I was talking about Marcel Duchamp and um, his art piece called The Fountain, and originally he was influenced a lot by um, the art styles and art pieces of Manet, Monet, and Picasso, who were also, um, I think, Manet and Monet were late 1800s, but Picasso was still around at the time that Marcel Duchamp was active he had so like after like his early artist phase um, he started being influenced by like stop action so photography was also coming into play at that time and so one of his big art pieces before Dada was um, New Descending the Staircase number two which was inspired by like the photographic studies of motion. And what this painting is, is it's a woman who's descending a staircase, but the way her body moves, it takes it takes on the anatomy of a machine, which is something that Dada kind of also protested against. Um, Dada protested against science, machinery, everything like kind of scientific in general. So Marcel Duchamp kind of did a complete 180 from what his earlier art pieces and art style was to what happened after. But I think it all started with Nude Descending the Staircase because that art piece was so, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but... Striking. Yeah, striking and just... It just created kind of like a... (coughs) I snapped, but you... I don't
1: know if... It just created something so... so know <laughs> man she, it reminds me <laughs> of that vine of like the guy dressed as ronald mcdonald going i'm gonna make freaking loser."
0: listen i'm trying to change our colloquial language you know okay sorry i don't mean to this derail, is a mean girls going. moment stop trying exactly. to make fetch happen except that's so stop <laughs> trying to make that so data happen okay but fetch actually happened all right sorry We can oh. have this conversation some other time
1: okay Artika. meet me in the virtual parking lot <laughs> after this recording yeah since we can't meet up in person i'll go (laughs) cough in your door handle (gasps) what no you wouldn't dare You shouldn't be an actress Nancy. i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding kidding.
2: anyways anyways, back
0: to the regularly scheduled uh knowledge
2: so what the new descending the staircase did it created such a big like havoc that it was re- one it was rejected by the salon which was this big art show that happened in Paris every year um and yeah, like 19- 1912 12- reject a yeah. bunch of things yeah 1912 19- was like a big year it rejected uh, Marcel Duchamp um I think also Cubism, right yeah 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 For Matisse Spavis, Matisse Cubism. Yeah. um just that year was really big I remember learning about it in art history one year and it was just is it still like, going on Like The salon? Yeah. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't think it is though. I think it just kind of died. It might have died off whenever, um, how in World War II everything had to be kind of just... Uniform. Yeah. um, Because of the war. And like a lot of artists, this is kind of going back to, or not going back, this is kind of skipping ahead to the Dada movement or how the Dada movement ended a lot of the artists had to flee like their home countries um so germany and stuff because of world war 2 so um i think that's why the salon might have ended up and after duchamp so he got rejected in 1912 but then he at the salon in paris but then he presented it at the <coughs> 1913 armory show in new york city and sure. it kind of it was the equivalent of going viral it kind of just floated and was like oh (laughs) hold on hold on yeah do you think
1: dadaism would thrive on tiktok
2: i feel like it would i feel like it's very i was gonna say gen z but i mean i don't it's not gen z (laughs) at the time but i feel like if more teens knew about it they'll be using
0: the word that is so dada all (laughs) the time
2: okay i give up manchi fine um so yeah, that happened in 1913. And then after that, he started buying like ready-made objects or store-bought objects and just kind of displaying them in places in his um, art gallery in New York. I was like, oh, this is art. And apparently people really like that. So <laughs> next, he took, uh, like I was talking about, the porcelain urinal in 1917 and he called it the fountain. However, he submitted it under a pseudonym, R. Mutt. I don't know why he chose that name because... You like, know, well,
1: the letter uh, R and then mut.
2: Yeah. The I don't know if it's, it, like, does it have some type of significance? I don't know. But um, he chose that name and submitted it to, like, another exhibition in New York City. And, I mean, as you might have guessed, the piece was rejected. And <laughs> because he was so mad about his piece getting rejected, he just resigned. <laughs> he was the chairman of the exhibition. He was just like, oh, I'm, I'm out. You guys... You guys didn't I, take my word. I work. get it. I get it. Or not his work. He resigned in support of Armut. <laughs>
0: I just want to throw back to two episodes an episode ago. Um but apparently the f- the fountain was photographed at Alfred Stieglitz studio after it was removed. So isn't that so interesting? They're Wait, all
1: I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I like glitched out.
0: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the fountain she human glitched.
1: <laughs> yeah, like human glitched.
0: So the Duchamp fountain was photographed by Alfred Stieglitz uh, after it's after it was rejected from the uh, from the exi- uh, exhibition. So,
1: so the photograph is was the thing that was like accepted, but not the actual thing, like not the actual.
0: Oh artwork? no, no! I was just saying Alfred Stieglitz, who was Giorgio Keys husband, who we talked oh, okay. about, yeah, like last episode.
1: This man needs to stop messing with artists' lives.
0: <laughs> what, what do you mean? He was helping do shop.
1: He needs to butt out.
0: <laughs> New conspiracy theory: Stieglitz had a hand in everything. You know what? We're really into he conspiracies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're all connected.
2: You know, honestly, yeah. they are. You, I yeah. think we talked about this before. Like, you might not realize how much art and history and like all these things intertwine but as we just discovered Stieglitz photographed Marcel Duchamp's fountain. No like,
1: well the reason why I'm like oh is the photograph more accepted than thing is because like what is presented to us like on textbooks and stuff is probably that photograph right?
0: It's true you don't ever see the fountain itself.
1: Yeah <laughs> or so barely... there's a little bit yeah. of inception there.
0: Yeah but I mean you can make that like argument about any other piece of art as well we see more photocopies of it than the real version like you're never gonna see well the real my version thing is ever.
1: like what i'm trying to get at is that you think this was photographed
0: oh by the because artists. it was like
1: accepted like it was like the artist oh. was like oh yeah yeah take a picture but really <laughs> there's a story behind that picture that it was a photograph of a rejected piece versus right. like this accepted piece at the time right 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 and I, I don't know i think that's kind of funny yeah but like what you're seeing is a picture of like what before the rejection or after the rejection
0: yeah i mean that's kind of like ties into like the winner's rewrite history right like dada became an important art movement and we see that image everywhere in the textbook so we must think that it was taken because it was influential at the time as well all right keep going right here you go here, well, okay here's here's this is the other part I'm critical about the protest I guess because you can't keep going, Brigitte. Tico. sorry, I want to butt in. <laughs> no, no, no um, it's okay, it's okay. okay. Um, but like Marcel Duchamp was like a well-known artist, and he was he had his he was organizing his own exhibitions. He was like the chairman Ooh. of it. Um, so this is like the part where I'm, like the protest, like I think protest is. Uh, okay. I don't have all my thoughts formulated on this, but breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm gonna take a breath but um <laughs> like it's just he was kind of in a place of power right like so the protest I think for him I don't know I just feel like it has less significance but I don't want to say that because you have more advantages in life or you're more established artists and your protest doesn't mean as much but like he also had the freedom to go ahead and become like a random artist or he had the ability to, to pursue this and make oh. the that
1: art is valuable with everything creative it really kind of rewards the people who are already privileged if any if art school has taught me anything (laughs) or I, I guess not art school but going to school for art has taught me anything and I feel like this applies no matter what industry but I feel like it's more you see it more like it's more in your face in art is that if you come from privilege you will thrive,
0: Mm.
1: like, your concept, your, you, you have the time to think, to ponder, to create, you have the time to really dedicate, and, you know, kind of amplify your voice, but if you come not from privilege, you're just so distracted, because, you know, you have to take care of your day-to-day life, that even if, like, you are part of the conversation, your voice is not going to be as loud, because, you know, you're, you don't have the time to dedicate yourself to making your voice loud
0: that's true that's also very true
1: yeah um yeah and also again like with privilege you have connections and also if you're like not privileged you have to build that from the ground up and that's extremely hard
0: yeah
1: that's also very true yeah so I so I I see where your anger is from because I've had my little like temper tantrums (laughs) myself I'm like this person's getting published and I'm not uh, but you know but I feel like it's just that like it just goes to show that like privilege isn't just like in having time to like make your artwork but also in your connections
0: yeah that's Mm -hmm. very true I mean but do you think it's fair for him to make the well I guess he's not making he's just making the commentary that like to be anti-art but I feel like that is a position you can take if you're in a privileged position Does well I feel sense? like
1: people just like to kind of like look at these privileged and wealthy people have these like woke takes or right like grand gestures right that really don't amount to anything yeah because I don't know I guess we just like to be distracted because like uh, like look at tiktokers the people who are famous that have like a like not to curse (laughs) have like a bunch of like followers they already had a relatively like okay life yeah so -hmm. their houses are already nice you know their clothes are already nice and probably brand they have nice cars and stuff and people like to watch their day-to-day life not really for them or their personality but because of the things because of their background, because of the things that are there, because of their pretty house, their pretty clothes, their like quotation, idealistic life versus if I'm pretty sure if somebody made a TikTok with like a beat up car like mine and like a mobile home or something. Mm. If they had fans, I feel it'd be because of the personality, not because of what they had.
0: Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you need you need the, influence to be able to make your voice heard, but at the same time. Yeah, I, I yeah I get what you're trying to say. Has that like dissuaded your anger? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I see you um, now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was, it's just, yeah, I mean, I'm still critical of Dada kind of as a project. No, like it's
1: infuriating, yeah, for sure <laughs> that these privileged people are having all these like, saying all these things, even though at the end of the day, they go home to a nice home. Yeah. They go home. Yeah to, like, all the right. benefits versus, right, right, right. Ha- versus like, you know, fighting the fight and then going home to, like, like, not the best circumstances.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Sorry,
0: Bartiko. We keep getting derailed. No, it's
2: okay. I think it's interesting. And also, it related, like, you were talking about, um, actually, I'm not going to recap. I feel like me and <laughs> <laughs> just kind of, it's okay. Anyways, um, the last thing I kind of talked about was how he resigned as the chairman of the exhibition he also published a defense of his work like this is why it should be well known so this man was really petty and just really salty about the fact that his work got rejected he sounds like those people that make like fake accounts
1: to like be in support of them
2: (laughs) his own high plan yeah uh, that Sometimes is so Dada like, okay, but yeah she. the publicity that came from his like defense of his own work um, kind of helped make the fountain one of like Dada's most notorious symbols and another one of his works that really got popular was um, I'm sure you might have also seen it it's the Mona Lisa but he's drawn um, like a mustache and a goatee on her so but then also there were other big artists such as Mark, uh, not Marx <laughs> not Karl Marx Max Ernst.
1: <laughs> Communist Vartika?
2: No. Uh, I mean, Marx was German, right? I mean, Max Ernst is also German. So <laughs> maybe that's where my confusion came from. Um, but Max Ernst organized kind of like a Dada early spring. This was in the courtyard of a pub. And so what the, it was kind of like what was happening at the Voltaire or Cabaret Voltaire. And so what was happening was there, like, outside of the men's bathroom, there was a girl wearing a communion dress, um, reciting, like, lewd poetry. Um, and so she was also insulting the sanctity of high art and religion. And then in the courtyard, um, people were encouraged to destroy and one of Max Ernst's sculptures. And he had himself provided the sculpture and the hatchet to destroy it with so there was that going on and then also um
1: feel like that would still be controversial now like what you just described
2: oh yeah yeah yeah, for sure for sure and it was even shut down because of the display of nudity of the sculpture itself not even for like what the girl was reciting like bad poetry and were there like naked
1: sculptures of
2: romans I mean, yeah, but they <laughs> they still shut this down. Like, yeah. this random thing going on. Okay. But I guess maybe it just caused such such chaos was happening that they were like, oh, maybe we should shut this down. Um,
1: I feel like they were more freaked. I don't know. If I saw that, I'd be freaked out. I'd be like, later, guys. I, I don't know what's going on here.
2: <laughs> and also, like, the nudity was of a well-known art. Um, Albrecht? Durer's engraving, 1504 engraving called Adam and Eve. Um, Max Ernst had incorporated that into the sculpture, like a piece of it. And so that's what was like the nudity and also like the way the girl was in the communion dress. She was desecrating high art and religion. And so that was just one of the other like big Dada things that happened. And then
0: the movement fizzled out, right?
2: Yeah, so that was in, like, the er, Dada early spring with Max Ernst was in 1920, and then in around 1924 is when the Dada movement kind of fizzled out. A lot of the artists, like Ernst Duchamp, Tristan Zara, who we talked about briefly earlier, they all took part in, like, a series of exhibitions of provocative art, nude performances, rowdy stage productions, and just random manifestos. And that was kind of like the end of it all. Um, and then also what was happening was the movement had become so broad that it was just really unstable. There was no like unity to it, which is also kind of Dada in itself. Like, it was
0: just so random. <laughs> <laughs> it was Listen, just so, I'm random. telling you, randomness life. That's what Dada is about, you know? So anytime- well, I hate a-
1: where this
2: is going.
0: This is like entropy in the science. Yes. All
2: like the universe is, so is naturally Dada. going <laughs> towards chaos and randomness. That's, that's what data is. So, any of you science people, entropy. I, I still remember a little bit from my chemistry. I,
1: I understood that as signs, like zodiac signs. Oh, no.
2: I'm
1: like, what do they have to do with anything?
2: <laughs> but you meant science. Okay. Um, But yeah, since it was just so all over the place, the movement was kind of already falling apart. And then it was leading to the rise of other art movements like Surrealism and a lot of different other ones.
1: Um, Okay, okay, food for thought. So you're saying it's being derailed, right? Mm -hmm. But I see, and then it like branched off to other things. But I see this as Dada being the caterpillar, their demise, that chrysalis stage, and then the other movements the butterfly so maybe it had to liquefy and destroy itself to become something bigger and better
0: yeah oh, I mean I think the Dada I'm ideas so the Dada <laughs> ideas were really good like I think up until this point in history they were kind of the first ones to be more critical about the art right this is kind of the start of when art was well, I feel like the way
1: they presented it to us in school is the moment where art decided to stop looking nice Mm -hmm. because they wanted to explore more concepts.
0: Right.
1: Versus like a protest. Yeah. Or like the moment um, people wanted to just experiment. Yeah. It seems like this very like... Is flippant a word?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flippant is a word.
1: Okay. It seems like this... Well, and from school just like not art history class but it seems like this very flippant thing versus like you know there was actually a method to the madness Mm
2: right right and I think that's also why people kind of look at modern art as something they can't quite understand because there's no process or like there's no commonality kind of to it like sure there's art movements and like art styles and stuff but it's all go ahead go ahead oh I was just gonna say it's also different in itself like Dada kind of cr- started all of that off like if you look at different artworks yeah they'll look similar um, by artists but they won't look similar by artworks
0: itself if that makes sense mm-hmm. like yeah I Rothko yeah like you you can put Rothko and the other modernist artists in the same group but they're not mm-hmm. painting similar subject matters or like similar, like, art styles yeah, or anything, right, like, if right. you go
2: back to, like, romanticism, even if you separate it between English romanticism, Spanish romanticism, American romanticism,
0: French romanticism, it's all still there's romantic. Like characteristics like there's, yeah. that you can say that, like, this is what makes a romantic piece of art, whereas, mm-hmm. like, yeah, with the modernists, anybody, like, I would say after Dada is just, like, you can't sometimes it's a subject matter but like definitely the there's not as con- concrete characteristics that put people in the artwork itself that puts people together well what I was gonna say that with
1: modern art my two senses I will say some pieces I don't I'm like why is this art I'm kind of like this isn't a museum but not my stuff okay whatever <laughs> um, but I feel like the the beauty in like modern art is not so much like the creation itself but the process of the creation you know what I mean yeah because like I feel like making modern art is an experience but just viewing it miss half of what it's meant to be yeah I, and yeah, also I, like when you read like the little plaques and stuff you're like oh this person is really like trying to like say something deep or right trying to communicate yeah. like some deep like stage or like emotion that you just don't fully process if you just look at the artwork I feel like the description the process goes hand in hand like you can't have the description without the artwork or the artwork without the description
0: I think that's very interesting because I also feel similar about modern art where I think the difference between modern art and really any other like styles previous to the like 1900s like really previous to Dada is that before you could look at a painting and even today you can appreciate it for its like aesthetic beauty right and be like oh wow that's I can't believe somebody painted that it looks so real or uh, it's like this is so creative it looks so cool Um, which I guess you could still say about modern art but like if you're just looking at a blank canvas, you know, <laughs> that, or you're just like looking at color cubes, you're like, it's a bit harder for you to be like, oh, the aesthetic beauty of this piece is so, you know, so nice and I love to see it in a museum. But I guess this kind of relates to Dada, where it's like, I think modern art has stripped the, like this art needs to look nice veneer, right? Because mm-hmm. even I think in the past, like there were symbolisms in the pieces that you needed context for, which is, I think, now modern art is all about context. Like there is no even shiny veneer on top of it where you can be in a museum. i like, oh wow, this is like, let me admire the techniques that was used to paint as oil painting. Um, and I think maybe Dada was like the start of that. Like their whole stance on like anti-art or like, we don't deserve nice things. We just wanna make statements about the world through art kind of like, yeah, like inspired the rest of the modern arts movement where n- now people are like, well, I don't need <coughs> make a painting that looks beautiful and takes me forever to paint like you know um like the pointillists or the post impressionists, where they like point little dots to make a beautiful painting you know it's all about like the meaning and I don't need to have that sort of technique there in order to make what I want to say come across Mm. and then I think it's so interesting that like yeah Dada kind of is you're right like Dada is a pioneer of that like they're the first people to be like no, we don't need to make it look nice. We could just have a message come across. Yeah, that was a super long rant about like some modernism. No, I was I was waiting for you, yeah. like, but I'm still critical. I am so critical of it as a protest. but oh, I, think no, it's I made her so start. hugely, so hugely influential. I think as an art movement.
1: No, it's. I feel like it's pretty iconic. Yeah, I feel like its legacy surpasses its like purpose. Yeah, it's very much framed like "ha this cool rebel thing that happened, versus like, no, this was like a protest. Like, th- there was there was thought to this, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's not as random as as you think thinks. it is. Yeah, it's not as Dada as
0: <laughs> everyone thinks it is. I mean, I think that's the ironic. So, part- honey is
2: glaring at me through the screen. You know, I'm <laughs> glaring at Mansi. I'm like,
0: I swear. Okay, I think that's the ironic part of any sort of movement, but especially Dadaism is like there are a movement about how like there is no like the logic humans use is illogical so we might as well be illogical but in order to make that kind of manifesto or statement mission statement you need a logic to it you know what I mean so I think like
2: there's the, logic
0: in the yeah logical it, yeah it's and, like how we're discussing the
2: art when yeah it was an anti-art movement
0: right exactly and then but, it became art such a paradox
2: that is the paradox of dada that is so dada <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna punch you should we end with yeah. one of the most interesting quotes that i found about yes. dada yeah uh did you cover everything um did i you think wanted to cover i think i i think we covered like the juicy part of it i think i went into a little bit more pedantics than i wanted to but think it was still good overall so we
1: go over their last hurrah.
2: <laughs> i mean that was kind of it like um it was just all kind of dying out and i guess we could mention the founder of surrealism he had been he was a um what is it? Uh, he was a critic and a poet uh his name was and andre breton and he had been pu- publishing his own data manifestos but then he ended up getting into some kind of argument with tristan zara um and like a few others and he was like i'm out Um, (laughs) and that's i guess that's kind of what caused him to come up with like the next idea which was surrealism and he was like haha dada very unfortunately is no longer an issue and its funeral about may 1921 caused no writing so he was very like (laughs) i put an end to this type of thing (laughs) like but the thing is he took back that statement (laughs) I found it so funny like he was on his deathbed or he was about (laughs) to die and he was like well fundamentally since Dada we have done nothing so (laughs) so every all of his criticisms he just kind of took back like I guess dying
0: made him realize like oh people grow yeah that is so Dada (laughs)
2: it's just gonna be like the entire podcast is just manchi interrupting with that so dada like (laughs) (laughs) your new catchphrase
0: all right you want to wrap this up with the last dada quote
2: yes all right right. well like everything in life dada is useless (laughs) (laughs) what
0: what beautiful Beautiful. (laughs)
1: You you spent an hour of my life telling me the meaning, the impact of this movement, just to end it that way?
0: I mean, isn't that so? (laughs) Donna.
1: I hate how this all circled back to Manchi's little quote.
0: (laughs) All right, sign us off, Siendra.
1: Okay. If you have any stories you would like us to cover, email us at artdramalama at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, ArtDramalama, Instagram, ArtDramalama, and Patreon, ArtDramalama. And lastly, thank you for joining us and hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with you all next time. Bye, llamas. <music>